0: Peace and greetings, family. Peace and greetings. This is your brother Arya Yohawa Yasha'ala in the house one more time for Coach Refina Radio Network. Most definitely in this house. Most definitely up in this house. I think all of you tuning in right here from, from Blog Talk Radio. And those of you be listening in from TuneIn Radio and Talkshoe.com com as well however you'll be listening i really do appreciate you listening and tonight i have a uh, a great one right here lined up for you today this one here is the untold truth and religion and western culture and relationship to so-called african americans and we talk about the african origins actually i'm not going to be talking tonight i'm going to bring out the the elder and i'm going to be not going to bring them out shallot let me, let me rephrase that we plant a a, a classic uh 1987 uh show there was dr ben was a guest on and they was talking about the african origins man african origins and then given uh in relationship to the so-called uh, african americans who are here now and just talking about when the you know going back with the omegs and african presence here in the early americans so that's what we're going to be doing right here tonight on culture freedom radio so i thank you always for listening in and family don't forget you can link up with us right there on the various social media outlets such as facebook at culture freedom radio network on facebook and you also can find us on twitter which i like to call a little uh tweety bird site tweet 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 link up with us right there on twitter at culture freedom nine as well follow us right there on twitter and uh facebook so hey family let's go ahead and get this lecture series on well yeah this lecture going because it is a lecture series. i hadn't did a lecture series in a while i need to get back and to uh plan these lecture series family get the information out because we have to go back to the basics and understand refresh our memory with all of this bullshit that is going down today so hey thank you all for tuning in right here to culture freedom radio network and joy this presentation. Thank you, right here. Peace.
1: University of Alabama in Birmingham. My name is Lee Naves, and it's my privilege this evening to serve as moderator for the program. We have two very special guests. One is Dr. Yosef Benyakinen, who is an African anthropologist, an educator, an author, and a scholar. He's on my right, and on my left is Dr. George Simmons, Dr. Simmons is also a professor. He was born in the St. Croix, Virgin Islands, USA. And we will discuss a number of topics this evening. These gentlemen are here to talk about African origins. As you know, in America, Black History Month is celebrated every February. Without further ado, let's get right into it because I know they have some interesting viewpoints that will stimulate your thinking even if you disagree with them or agree. I'm gonna call you Dr. Ben, if that's okay because I understand. Uh, yeah, that's what people usually call you. Yes. One of the more controversial positions that you take is that black Africans landed in America 2,000 years before Columbus.
2: Uh, I would uh, not specify the, the day, but probably exceeding 2,000 years. The fact is that Columbus never came to the United States of America or... North and South America. He came as close as San Salvador. Uh, there's a r- rumor that says that Columbus came to, United, to, to America. He did not come to America. He came to an island of America. vespucci came to America, not Columbus. He came to the Caribbeans. But it is commonly stated just as much as they state that Columbus discovered America while the Indians sat down watching doing it. Now, but uh, the, the, the knowledge of Africans in the Americas uh, quite knowledgeable to scholars. The fact that it's
1: suppressed doesn't have uh, any validity at all. Let me bounce a couple of things off of you. One thing, this article that I'm going to be referring to, to our home audience and to our studio audience, this article came out in the September 1981 issue, issue of Science Digest, and it's entitled, Black Kings in Ancient America. You and some other black scholars believe that these people, African people, came to this continent before Columbus. We don't believe, we know. How do you know? What evidence? The evidence is there. For example,
2: when you go to uh, Central America, the Yucatan Peninsula, and uh, at Ecuador and places like that, they have catches of uh, Carthaginian money found 200 feet down in the ground, meaning that there were preluvial disruptions and those money was buried. So it, it indicates a period of time at least from that, when you look at the strata, you could tell the period of time in which they've been here. And when you're talking about Carthage, you're talking about at least 212 BC, when Carthage was finally destroyed by the, by the, by the Romans. Uh, again, the Queen, uh, Queen Makeda, uh, which you call the Queen of Sheba, there are maps which Rome, the church in Rome, the so-called Holy Father, has suppressed these maps from the time of Justinian, showing South America and what is today called Central America. The the maps there, and and Victoria, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Makeda goes back to at least 892 BC. Before Christ.
1: Let let me point out another thing, just from the same article. I don't know if we can see this on television, but here is a picture. Tell me what this is, and why do you see this as proof of the presence of Africans in America before. That is
2: the comes. head of an Almec, uh, 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 Almec. And the Almecs were said to be the first of the indigenous Americans. And uh, if you look, if an Olmec walk in here, then you would believe that he had come from the middle of Africa. And there is no doubt about it that all of the writers prior to racism admitted that the Olmecs were, in fact, Africans who had come across here <coughs> There is no doubt when uh, P- Pignafetto and others, the point is that Van Setema is writing and others, but Leo Weiner in 1938 at Harvard University wrote a two volume book for which he was fired about the Africans at Olmecs being Africans.
1: And Let me bounce this off of you, okay? You take the same statue, mm-hmm. you say, well, you say that they're obviously black African. features, yes. thick lips, broad nose. Mm-hmm. The stereotype. But, okay, other, the stereotype. Other anthropologists say, I think Michael Cole was one of them. He says that this is not a black man. He said the people who made these statues, which I understand are eight feet high, the people who made these statues didn't have sharp enough tools to give them white features. So they're not really black statues. They're white people carved with crude tools. What's your response to that?
2: It's strange that the tools were not sharp enough to make narrow noses, but it was sharp enough to put eyelids. So it would seems to me that an eyelid is harder to make than a ten nose. But uh, Michael Cole is no less a racist than the head of the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, what's the difference between Michael Cole, <coughs> Reagan, and the Ku Klux Klan? It has have the same philosophy. What is the difference between the fellows writing the Bible and write about the Queen of Sheba asking, I mean, saying to Solomon, uh, look, uh, look not, ye daughters of Cader, look not upon me because I'm black. My parents sent me in the vineyard and that's all this nonsense. She's black because nature made her black. Her mother and father were black. That's
1: why she's black. Had nothing to do with going in any vineyard, even though it's in the Bible. Okay, you talked about religion. We're going to get to that in a while. Let me turn to Dr. Simmons. You also agreed with this position
3: that Africans were in this. Co- I have no problem, no doubt. <laughs> why? As a matter of fact, speaking about, uh, like Dr. Ben mentioned, uh, and you spoke about Michael Nico, I own a book several years ago and still have it in my possession by Michael D. Coe himself, who is considered one of America's leading archaeologists and anthropologists from Yale, one of America's most prestigious schools. In his own work, he referred to them as Negroes. And he went further to state the title of the book is America's first civilization, what you call civilization. And to turn around and to tell these youngsters and other people in America particular that the black men was the first to build any type of civilization in the Americas will be disturbing to Americans. And so... Let me ask you this, even if you're right, let's say you're right, what difference does it make? It makes a lot of difference. What kind of difference? It takes the inferiority complex out of the black man who felt that his only beginning and relationship here in this part of the world is that of slavery. Then it puts him in the driver's seat because, again, they don't tell you that they're man-made hills within the United States. They call them mounds. And they range from in the Midwest all the way down the eastern sea coast of the United States. And they have found artifacts in them that are similar to things found in West Africa and in Egypt, which is Northeast Africa, that predates the arrival of the so-called indigenous Indians to these lands. Another thing is some years ago one of the major television network back in New York, I don't remember exactly which one, ABC or which, had did a documentary, and they said that these Olmecs are the ones who brought right into the Americas about 3000 B.C. to tell blacks that they ought to be glad to enter into these schools of higher learning today in order to read and write, because their ancestors back in Africa couldn't read and write. you you see how what it will do to tell them that they brought right into the americas antonio pegaveta that dr ben mentioned who sailed with magellan when magellan came to the so-called new world in 1519 when they landed at the land of Verzin, which we now call brazil they were met by people in canoes that carried as many as 40 people and antonio pegaveta recorded that these people were jet black it seemed that they came out of uh, the infernal marshes that meant that they were burned he said naked and black as they are in 1519 27 years after columbus's arrival to the so-called new world another thing they don't tell you again you heard my associate why haven't we heard these things before why don't we read them in the new york times birmingham news uh if i stole another man's country And I brought your ancestors here to work for me. Could I tell you how great your ancestors were and still expect to keep you in slavery?
2: Well, let me, let me give you a better, uh, not better necessarily, but an added situation of that. Uh, Most black people in Birmingham, Alabama, like in Harlem, New York, are Christians. And they go to a, in a black community, a black minister, a black congregation, but with a white Jesus. Because they didn't know that, the, that Jesus up until pope, Ma, pope Julius II had the first black Jesus painted. He had Michelangelo to do it. But up until that time, the world worshiped the black Madonna and child. Okay, the you, you present open. pope is going back to Poland right. to worship at the statue of the black Madonna and child. That's in the New York Times. But what the Times says the next day, don't worry about the black Madonna and the child. She was originally white, but there was a storm in the 16th century passed by and, and, and turned it black. But the same storm must have gone to Spain and then it went to Ethiopia and it went to the Soviet Union and turned all the black Madonnas back. It was a hell of a storm.
3: <laughs>
1: but, okay, let me just, let's get together here. I mean, we're jumping around and I think we're gonna have a beautiful, interesting hour. Okay, <laughs> right. because of this subject, I was gonna get to this later, but since you opened it, let's deal with it. Okay. We're, you're in the Bible Belt, gentlemen. I, I heard so. You heard so. <laughs> and I must tell our audience we had dinner together earlier, and we, we got into this a little bit. So I, you're going to hear some interesting things. Because you guys are taking issue with a lot of what we grew up with in the Bible as fact. And you're telling me that's not so. You gotta it is. That. I brought is this right what is before it right here. Before pick? I show you the picture, you All want right. to
3: see. Right. This is Pope Pius XII. In his private chapel praying to the Black Madonna and Child, and right. all the Popes of Rome, in their that? private, just from the Church, it's the right. Roman Catholic Church itself, itself. Itself. I just got rid of the copy of The History of the Black Madonna last night. I brought one copy. Uh, it's published by the Roman Catholic Order uh, of Nuns called The Daughters of St. Paul. And they said that the picture of the Black Madonna and Child in Poland is reputed to have been painted by St. Luke. Now, St. Luke is said to have been one of Jesus' disciples. He ought to know what Jesus had looked like. So, if he painted a black woman and child, who am I to say that he wasn't? Besides that, however, in Anacalypse, so, so now you guys are saying Jesus was black? We, we, we are not saying it, it's what has experience. been written in history. The, up until the
2: Nicene Conference of Bishops in 325, when Rome, under the order of Constantine, the Roman Emperor, ordered the 219th Bishop at Nicaea and they took away christianity from, from 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 the africans just remember that before they said jesus was born in a ma- manger in bethlehem they said he was born in a cave in ethiopia it was at the nicene
1: conference that changed that let's go further that wait a minute let me be sure i'm following you now uh-huh. you're saying that the birth of christ as we know it mm-hmm. is not accurate it's a farce it was only you realize a, what you saying
2: a farce a lie you know what a lie is a lie is a lie <laughs> the person who wrote that at the nicene conference of bishops in 325 a.d constantine the roman emperor ordered a conference be held because rome wanted to take over christianity from the people who started it the christianity was started with Pontius and botius in a place called alexandria in egypt and egypt is in Africa, I saw it up to January the 9th, it was there.
1: You talked about that a little bit last night in your lecture. There was a lecture last night, Dr. Simmons, here on campus. You talked about the separation of people don't want us to see Egypt as part of Africa. You talked about the historical thing about blacks being in Egypt as well.
3: Can yes, you uh, what, what I did last night... I don't want to get away from the other point. No, no, you know, no I'm just saying just that deal with what, it. What, what happened is that I dealt last night with the fact that Herodotus, the, the institutions of higher learning, white institutions, considered the father of history. He himself, when he visited Egypt around 450 BC, almost half a thousand years before Christ, so that the Ethiopians, the Egyptians, the people of cultures, which is uh, part of present-day Turkey, were people of black skin and woolly hair. Alright? And so I just want you to understand that the Egyptians we now see are conquerors, just like people who came here and took this land from the Indians. So that then, that indigenous to Africa, those who now rule Egypt. And Egypt is just as much a part of Africa as Birmingham or Alabama is part of the so-called United States. Let, let me add me. This. Wait, let, me,
1: let me just be clear on this. So what you're saying to me now is that the people that we see, Sadat and all those guys, are not true Egyptians?
2: No. no. The fact that... Sadat's so so mother was a Sudanese, Nasser's mother was a Sudanese, but their fathers were Arab conquerors. The one that was the African was Mohammed Nagib the first president of Egypt, the one that overthrew Farouk. But one year after that, since he was looking for a hookup with the other Nile Valley countries as it used to be in antiquity, he was removed by the Arab conquerors. The Arabs didn't come to Egypt until 640. The first non-African people came to Egypt, otherwise called the Hyksos. In 1675 BC, the Africans there were already in the 13th dynasty period. They had built every pyramid you saw there before. They had done the turn in the Nile. They built every one of the major temples that had already been built, including the Grand Lodge of Luxor. The first European to come there did not arrive until the Greeks arrived with um, uh, Alexander II, the son of Philip of Macedonia. Look, I'm a college graduate. I never heard all this stuff before. Because they didn't intend <laughs> to teach you that. They can't tell you that you're inferior and teach you that you taught Egypt, um, um, Europe the first Europeans to be civilized by the Africans were the Greeks. When you heard of Homer, the first European to have written anything, you couldn't miss that. They said that Homer wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey, and that was not until 833 B.C. The Africans had already in 255,000 at the Tassili Mountain, they had the civilian period, first, second, and third, the pre-dynastic period, all the way up. The Africans had produced men like this in Hote the genius that designed the pyramid of Saqqara, the first man to be a physician that even Hippocrates, the so-called father of medicine, is giving him credit and calling him the god of medicine. The Greeks changed his
1: name from Inhotep to Escalapius. There he is. There he is. Wait a minute. This gets into what you are saying. So wait a minute. You guys are telling me now that black men taught
3: Homer and As a matter of fact, fact, the Egyptians said Homer was Egyptian, not Uh, Greek. That's right. It's only the the, the Europeans said that. The Westerners now said
2: he was. But let let us go back. Remember that Homer himself said in the Odyssey what? That the gods Zeus and Apollo, Europe's first gods, came from Ethiopia. Go read it. And I didn't write it. it, He wrote it. Phallus, from Phallus down to Socrates. And Socrates down to Aristotle, which they call it. Pre-Secretian philosoph- philosophers and the post-Secretian philosophers. Each and every one, including Plato, who spent 15 years in
1: Egypt receiving their education. You're saying Plato was educated in Egypt? 15 years! See, what Before you all you heard by nothing by him, of him. Every one of me. them. What you have me believe then also, part of what you said last night is that Plato and these guys went
3: back home and they were big guys. But they were taught in Egypt, is that what you said? They came there for the education. And they said it. They didn't hide it. The modern writers, the modern instructors and professors who uh, are trying to deny it. You can't have in a a racist school
2: in Birmingham non racist education.
1: Let me get to something you said last night that's not going to make you very popular in this town and may not allow you to get safely out of town. You told an audience last night that you saw, I think, in a tomb in Egypt. You saw it with your own two eyes, right? Yes. You told me that Moses, there were more than 10 commandments, Moses just took- 42. The
2: negative confessions. Long, Moses isn't supposed to have been born until 1349 BC. The Africans were already in the 18th dynastic period. Akhenaten, who died before Moses was born. And uh, Enotep. who, who died more than 2000 years before the birth of Moses, and others at the Grand Lodge of Mem, had 42 laws, called now the negative confession, one for each gnome. They go like this, I have not killed man, nor woman. I have not spoken ill of the gods. Moses is supposed to born in Egypt, they said at a place called Socket. Already, um, it says that Moses get the 10 commandments of Sinai, Mount Sinai is still in Africa, right? The Sinai Peninsula is a part of Egypt, more so. Is it possible for Moses to be born in Egypt, educated in Egypt, at age 85, he's still in Egypt, and he did not learn the negative confessions? Is it possible for you to go to school, born in the United States, go to kindergarten, uh, uh, elementary, junior high school, high school, and college, and never heard of the United States Constitution? Then it would have been impossible, impossible for Moses when everybody had to read the negative confession five times a day. For Moses not to have seen those 42 laws and extracted 10 of, the, 10 of them, leave 32 more. Now, if you could, get, you could go to the temple of I at Abydos, to go to the, the, the tomb of Ramesses VI at the Valley of the Kings, go to the temple at Edfu, where you would, by the way, see the story of an immaculate conception and a virgin birth 4,100 years before the Mary and Jesus
1: story.
3: <laughs> As a matter of fact, wait. wait. No, no let me understand. This, this let,
1: me, is let, me, let me just put it in the form of a question then. I mean, I don't want to stop this, because we're here for information. But what you're trying to get me to believe is that Moses didn't get the Ten Commandments from Mount Sinai, but
3: he got them from his fellow Africans. Moses was a high priest in Egypt. A uh, high priest of the Egyptians in <laughs> Egypt. Then what was he teaching? He wasn't a high priest of the Jews. They were not Jews in those days. They called him. You, they were, Remember now, they were no, no
2: Israel yet. Israel is not until not, it, um, 1196. And when we to hear of Abraham, Avram as he was called, coming into Egypt the, Egypt, the Africans already in Egypt, already in the 14th dynastic period when he shows up. All of the pyramids are built. That's another thing. Everyone, the 62 pyramids in
3: Egypt were built before the first Jew was born. Why no. was he fleeing from the Pharaoh? Let me ask what was the I can write
2: anything when I want to write, you know. No, who can stop me from writing if I got the power?
1: I was about to ask you, what kind of trouble do you get into for holding these kind of views? Oh, some,
2: well, the other day I was, a black sister spat on my face and, because she couldn't take that. To, she couldn't take that Jesus was black. She said, no, no, no. I mean, he ain't had no color.
1: If he didn't have no color, how John the Baptist signed to baptize him. Do you realize that you're getting at the foundation? That you, you're, you're shooting and digging away at the foundation of what most of us grew up believing?
2: Yeah, well, we believe a lot of things for a long time. One thing they give us three pages in the Bible. Slave, obey your master. And that's what we believe for the longest time. They said that Jesus said, so how would Jesus, who fought the system, say to the slave, obey your master? It didn't sound rational, would it? So, m- look, most of the things, we're in a we're European system. You could come to this university and spend four years, go back and spend another two for your, for your masters, and another one or two for your doctorate, and never had any course at all about Africans. But every day you come here, you got courses about Europeans. This is an extension of European culture, European belief, European racism. And it, is, it has no intent of teaching about the Africans. The Africans built the Europeans' first university,
1: the University of Salamanca in Spain. These are historical records. They just, it's just like- okay, one, one of the things you said last night is that it's not just
3: black people who are saying these things. No. no. Most of this information are written by white. In white books? It's just that they don't emphasize it in the classroom. True. As a matter of fact, let me back you up when you open up the, the, uh, discos. We were speaking about Columbus. None of them in here, none of the listening audience, even in the air, has the faintest idea that in the life of Columbus, when, after his death, his family had to go to court because charges was raised, and this is in the record in the Vatican, in the secret archives of the Vatican, that Columbus was shown a map of where the Queen of Sheba, that Dr. Ben spoke about. This black woman who had mated with, uh, with Solomon and produced the son, the M- I, and they lived more than 900 years before the birth of Jesus, had already sailed through what we now call the Strait of Gibraltar, came to lands to the west that was longer than Africa and Europe combined, and that brother is North, South and Central America. May, may I add this? You, right here at this university they teach, and I've just been here a few days, right? A
2: day. They're teaching this institution because it's the same as or anywhere that Hippocrates was the father of medicine. He's not until 333 B.C. Let me read this for you. Okay, you teach at Cornell, is it? I teach at Cornell also. They dip- teach this kind of stuff at Cornell? They, they teach it now. I'm there. Okay. Uh <laughs> 1700, In 1700 B.C., that's 1400 years before Hippocrates, you can find the, the, the Kahum Medical Papyrus. Papyrus is paper. Okay. Uh, a compendium of information about women's diseases and pregnancies in 1600 BC, that's 1,300 years before Hippocrates, the Edward C. Smith Papyrus, a comparative surgical text and anatomical in- inquiry. It especially deals with the spinal column. 1550, let me jump to one here. The, the, the um, Ebers Papyrus. A medical, there is the whole book on it. A medical paper by Queen Hatshepsut, the first known queen in history, and an Egyptian queen, a Papyrus designed to show women how to develop a method to stop pregnancy to insert into the vagina made of the shrub of acacia and honey, which break down into lactic acid. Not only that. Monsanto, wait, wait Dupa.
1: So, so we're talking about birth control. Birth control in 1550 BC by the Africans. It's a long time
3: before the pill. A few days before. <laughs> the pill. But, but keep in mind, keep in mind, keep in mind. However, always, keep in mind that Europe is not yet in history. It, Europe in history. ain't alive yet. Just, all I ask, one at a time. All right. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. This civilization, I began. Homer, I'm not written his alien analysis, the sea, yeah. and the hero. Okay, all the stuff that you're oh. saying, you're saying we can find this book? Oh, well, I, I, look, I, nothing say, if it's not here, it's either in Dax library or mine at, back in New York. Nothing we take for granted. For well, the books we that we brought
1: bring. down. And you're saying they're not all written I, by
3: black men? No, and no. I no, Apocalypse. An, and is written, look now. Anacalypsis is, written,
2: okay. now, okay. Anacalypsis is a two volume work by Sir Godfrey Higgins, written in 1838 in England and published by Watson Company. The Golden Bow is a 13 volume book by Sir James Fraser published simultaneously in the United States and England, and it was published in 1938. Bible myths and the parallels in other religions written by Thomas W. Doane and is published in 1887 by Watson Company London, England. The um, Ruins of Empire by Cuncey F. is published, there it is, it's published in 1792 by, by simultaneously in England and France, done by uh, a man who was Napoleon de, with Napoleon the Bonaparte. Uh,
1: um let me let me just say this about that if we just give you the benefit of doubt and consider what you're saying to be true i mean you are chipping away at everything we've ever been taught most of the what we believe but you were taught it as slaves nobody slave in three pieces yes
2: we are no longer physical slaves, but we are mental slaves and this is the worst form of slavery Some of us believe that the Cadillac and the house on the beach makes us free. But it's the mind that makes us free.
1: Well, I'm just glad I have to ask the questions. I don't have to fin <laughs> any of this stuff. Go into something else for a minute. Tell us about some of those pictures, because I want to get uh-huh. much into this hour's Well, begin. this
3: picture that you were looking at right here is the picture of, the, of Pope St. Peter the First pope of Roman Catholicism, as the church admits, but this is the man church has a black said that face. black face, black everything. If you strip in it, black all the way down, except his
2: fingernails and all those things, like that.
1: Well, how do I know you just can get a picture and paint a black face on? No, that oh. is
3: the statue in Rome that you're that looking at now. Right? Now, what the best take a jet, can't afford it. Take, take the fastest means and go to Rome and You'll come see and, right and then tell us if it's not that same picture. I used to teach at Roman Catholic College. You say, wait a minute, This is there now?" Yes, now. With and a black every pope, face? Every pope kisses has his, to face. Kiss his feet. Every pope kisses his stole. <laughs> they said his stoles are worn by the thousand kisses placed there. If the book that I got it from was not that, that heavy, I'd bring it. That you see the pope kissing, Pope John uh, the Twenty Third. And, and who,
1: who is this black guy?
3: Saint Peter. Peter. The man that they told you every black minister, every white minister says, Jesus gave Peter the keys to heaven, which means that no white man, nobody else could enter into heaven unless he come by way of me, the black man, but I hold the keys to heaven. That's right. and and, And there's no reason why Peter should not open for me. He suffered too then.
1: What else you got there?
3: Well, what I have here is some black saints. St. Augustine, some of you say the St. Augustine, St. John Chrysostom, St. Athanasius, and St. Ambrose. Black saints of the church. You have to remember that Christianity is called in Europe and by Europeans as the new religion. It was alien to Europe. Emperor Constantine is the one who decided to take it. He said, I need a religion to unify my empire. With this religion, I could then conquer the world. And he himself was never a Christian until on his dying bed in the year 337 when he became converted to Christianity. But, but, but he took it to unify his empire. But isn't it Augustine, in his unChristian
2: christian Doctrines, he wrote 48 different works. The last, the three most noted in the West is his Confessions, which he specified who he, who he was, and then The Holy City of God, And the last was on Christian doctrines, the fundamental principle for modern Christianity. Three black women, Felicita, Perpetua, and Nymphana, were the first to die for Jesus Christ. Next, and they were from what is today called... uh, um, How do you know this? It's in the documents of the church. And uh, it's in the writing of the church. And was was it not uh, Pope uh, Melchizedek, the the three African uh, popes of the Roman Catholic Church, Malchasa, Victor III, and the other one. Galatians. Oh, Galatians. Gal- Gal- Galatians. We have them there. Now, these are church documents. But remember, when the, it there came a time in 1506, after we lost power in Spain, the Africans ruled Spain from 711. We were calling ourselves Mors, M-A-U-E-R-S, Moors. M A U E R S, then M O O R S. From 711 until 1485, 774 years, when we built and brought into Europe the university system, building the University of Salamanca, S-A-L-A-M-A-N-C-A in Spain, a copy of the University of Genet from ancient Ghana, which was equally a copy of the University of Sankore in Tombat, which the French later called Timbuktu. Now, these, these, look, if you want to read it, read Stanley Lane pooles The Moors in Spain, written in 1887, or Alianjo Macaziza, Read his book in Spanish, *The Moors in Spain*, and said that even the bath was introduced by those Africans.
1: You said the
3: bra was introduced by. <laughs> the... the bath <laughs> was no, this is a different... reintroduced because Rome had a it's bath the before, bris- bris- but bris- they stopped because of not understanding the Christian doctrine that the that the Europeans had embraced. They stopped for over a thousand years from taking baths. Matter of fact. That uh, like to make mafia the fact that Queen, of the Victoria. Queen uh, Victoria of England boasts of herself being the cleanest woman in all of Europe, taking one bath per month. Uh, they, they, I have books show you where people were made saints for boasting and never even wash their hands. Did saints you, sir, of the church. Do you have a copy with
1: dirt with you? Not, no. I didn't bring uh, too many. Okay, let me, let me, because you guys are bombarding us with so much. Just. Tell us a little bit about who you
2: are and what you do on a day-to-day basis. Dr. Well, my name is Yosef Ben Yekinen. I teach at Cornell University Af- uh, History and Egyptology. Uh, I'm an author, former member of the United Nations, uh, uh, graduate with a PhD from Cambridge University in England, a PhD from the University of, uh, of uh, Barcelona in Spain. Uh, that should help. I originally was a civil engineer who turned to anthropology and history with a law degree and practiced law? Now, uh, that, well, you know, black people had to learn a little bit more to get a job. And um, <laughs> I, was, I was born in Ethiopia and came to the Caribbean as a young fellow at age six. My mother's a Puerto Rican and we lived and grew up in Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. My father was a barrister. And uh, I, I, as I said, worked for the United Nations and then finally started teaching at Columbia University and other places. Got fired a number of times, of course. I would imagine so. so yes, with this kind of thing. They don't want... Um, with the documents in my hand. When I exposed that Planned Parenthood was nothing new, okay. that it was done in Africa in, 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 in 50, 30, as early as 1550, I was fired on the spot by Professor Ralph Linton. But about ten years later, the, the American
1: Medical Association published the Ebers Papyrus, the same thing I got fired for. Okay, I want to get back to something in one of your books in a minute, but just tell us audience at home and studio audience. A little bit about yourself, Dr.
3: Oh, I'm not as fortunate as Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben is the intellectual, (laughs) so I like to be the other extreme. (laughs) I like to say that my college is that of hard knocks, and I use myself as the example of as to how high a black man could come from Uh, mother-width. Mother-width in the sense that it is said that blacks are not intelligent, and so that what we do is Complement each other. He being the extreme with all the degrees and I will remain the little fella in the street. However, the little fella in the street have taught at some of your best colleges for and taught the professors so that they could teach you. Uh, I've taught at Marist College. I've lectured for Yale. I have lectured most of your best institutions. Uh, I just went to do a week seminar out in the state of Washington to educate some professors how to teach in teaching and teaching logic. Uh, I, I think what happened like some people say well Simmons why don't you go and, and get the thing I said no at my age I, I'm, I don't, I'm not looking for prestige but my churn will and, I, and since there's a thing that black people are dumb I like to sit back being dumb and just waste the intellectual other folks away. <laughs> Well, he's being
2: very modest.
1: I'm looking for that. He's
2: my work. associate in my office. That's all right. And Yes, and at Malcolm King College, and was the chairman of the Department of History in many schools. So he's being modest. I am
1: Let, uh, Let's get back to some of this. Let me see that for a minute. Let's get back to some of this stuff you we were talking about last night. You were talking about at dinner. You guys just took on the Bible. And Which one? <laughs> there
2: are many Bibles. You got about uh, 3,000 versions. And uh, the, the, most, the one that most people here believe in is the King James Version. And when you, a version is not a fact, a version is something like the original. And James commissioned 47 men under Sir Francis Bacon. They, he pulled them from Cambridge University, Oxford University, University of Eton, and University of Scotland at Glasgow. Those 47 men wrote God's words. You're not going to be very popular in this area.
1: Didn't plan to be.
3: Okay. <laughs>
1: this quote from one of your books, and this will be available to our studio audience, and we'll talk about this a little bit after we get off the air. And I'm not even sure I should read this. This is from the Bible. It,
2: that's there? the Bible in this, uh, You should read it. Read what was in Genesis up until the 6th century. It is still in the Book of Mormons. That's the people in Salt Lake City which many blacks have joined, because they'll join the Klux Klang as the open membership. <laughs> uh, it is still in the Calvinist teaching in South Africa, and read what was in the Bible
1: okay. up until the sixth century. So you're saying that this is still in the Mormon Bible? It's still in the Mormon
2: Bible, it is still in the Calvinist Bible, and uh, the look at the bottom where the, the Roman Catholic Church had it, and they now make an excuse that they were sorry that it was ever in there, but nevertheless it was.
1: All right, let me just share this with our audience here. And our audience at home. And this is from one of Dr. Ben's books. And from all the books that it's on page one twenty that and twenty one right. in that book. Let me just share a little bit of it here. Because I want to get some reaction from you, and it's something for folks to think about. And you say this is from a Bible. Therefore it must be Canaan, your firstborn, whom they enslaved. And I'm just starting in the, kind of the middle because there's a lot of it here. And since you have disabled me, doing ugly things in blackness of night, Canaan's children shall be born ugly and black. Moreover, because you twisted your head around to see my nakedness, your grandchildren's hair shall be twisted into kinks and their eyes red. Again, because your lips jested at my misfortune, theirs shall swell. And because you neglected my nakedness, they shall go naked. And the rest of this stuff is underlined, and this is a quote from the book. Bible, you say. (laughs) And their male members shall be shamefully elongated. Men of this race are called Negroes. Their forefather Canaan commanded them to love, theft, and fornication, to be banded together in hatred of their masters, and never to tell the truth. That's right. It was
2: in the Judeo-Christian Bible until the sixth century of the Christian era, also called A.D., Antodomino. And some black ministers refer to it. Just a few weeks ago in New York, I was listening to my radio on one of these religious programs sponsored by a liquor store, and it, it says, the minister says that these young blacks are acting up, we shouldn't act up anyhow because when, all of us, when we die and we go to heaven we're going to be white anyhow. So we say anything. Remember that we did not know that Christianity came from, Egypt, from it, um, um, Egypt, and that the first monastery was on the island of Phila, which is still there now, and that it, it, the Christianity went into Ethiopia and all of North Africa, where they had seven patriots and 27 bishops before the first one in Greece, or Rome we knew nothing about that we didn't know up to now you got black people sending missionaries to Africa not knowing that the Coptic Church is older than the Roman Church we still send missionaries we still tell lies about Africans eating the missionaries I wish we did eat the missionaries then we would have had no problem but <laughs> then we still got that we still got roots people thinking that roots has had something to do with history when the man says a novel People naming their children Kente Conte and Conte
1: Kente and all kind of thing now. These people- You, you take issue with that? You find something wrong yeah, with it, that? Yeah, it's, it's garbage. It has nothing to do with history. Are you calling it's Roots? It's a novel. Roots, the most popular television it, show in the history Amos of and Andy was
2: the most popular radio show, and it had nothing to do with black people. were two white Jews.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, there's such, they, 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 as told you, the worst part of our, our enslavement is not the shackle on the hand, it's the shackle on the mind. What we have been conditioned, look, remember this that the master, slave master, doesn't train his slave to be free. We once used to train ourselves when we had such things as the African Methodist Episcopal Church, the African Baptist Church, the African newspaper, Frederick Douglass, Natona, Denmark Vesey, and all these different people had churches where they taught the people their own history. Look, go into our churches and find out do they sing the spirituals anymore? No. They got anthems from Scotland, from um, Germany. They don't sing the songs of the African people anymore in the churches. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? How does a song from from Scotland relate to you? You Scottish?
1: (laughs) Though you could have fooled me. But, you see, this, this is the whole suppose, thing. Suppose that we just, not all of it, just suppose we believe half of what you said here tonight, what difference is going to make?
2: Quite a lot of difference, the, your behavior. What difference? what difference? The behavior of the child. If you tell a child that all he, his ancestors and all his people before him ever was, and you prove it to him by not showing him anything that his people did, why would he feel good? When you got busing now, everybody's been fighting for busing. So the bus goes, you show me one bus bringing one white kid, from a white neighborhood into a black neighborhood to study all the buses go from the black neighborhood to the white neighborhood show me a class in music appreciation where they're showing you african music it is european music alone now it has an impact on the child the problem that we are facing is that i I see you you ask what's different okay in the church tomorrow they're going to be a church and every one of the black churches got a white jesus go into a chinese Church, and see if you don't see Jesus got slit eye like a Chinese. Go, you know what I mean? Go you to everybody do. but us. Religion is the deification of a culture. And the gods look like the people talking about it. And the angels. Here you got Jesus. Now give me how if you talk about image. December the 25th. Come in. You're going to see this. And before. Jesus wrapped with swatling bands. It says it. Wool. We're in the desert now. Is 110 degrees minimum Fahrenheit. We're in the desert and the child is wrapped in swaddling band the wool. What mother's gonna wrap her child in a wool blanket in the desert? Go, let's go further. And on the roof of the manger there is snow. If you, you give your daughter an icicle and then tell her take it back and put it in the oven with 110 degrees Fahrenheit and go back to expect to find an icicle, you're gonna find running hot water. But that image is in our head. This is a European version that was painted by Michelangelo for Pope Julius II in fifteen hundred and nine in the Sistine Chapel. He finished in fifteen hundred and eleven. An image, one picture that says what a thousand words. Now you have three disciples, three three wise men in the middle of the desert. One is from Africa. One is black, they said. I mean, how does this is Moses how does this pass? Moses born in Egypt and they showed him in the book. He said, you born in Africa. Another one, okay, the okay, angel okay, okay. of the Lord, wait now. No, okay. The angel of the Lord come to Mary, and said to Mary, carry the little boy and hide him among his cousin in Egypt, because Herod wants to kill him, right? He comes and, she comes and take this child to Africa. Egypt is in Africa, hid him among his cousin. He's blonde, he's blue-eyed, <laughs> and he's and, and he got golden hair. And he's hidden among a bunch of black kids. The army came. The navy came. Everybody searched every house and can't find that boy.
1: God, time's moving on, and there's, there's so much here. Okay, let me just throw this at you. I'm sure you've offended a lot of people's religion. There are those who say that, would say, or sure I'm thinking, or sure, I'm sure they're thinking So what you're saying is just a lot of racist garbage.
2: Well, they, no, they will say I'm uh, reverse racist. They don't allow us to be plain racist. <laughs> we have to be different. We're the reverse kind. Now, people will say anything, and even black people will say it. we will control our mind, our thinking. The point is this, that the person said, have never read anything hardly. Let us go into the theologian's library and see the amount of books they have. How many of these people have gone and traveled? You see, what I'm saying, there is no major university, um, no li- major library in, in Europe I have never been to. There is no major library in Asia or Africa I have never been to. There is, there, I have been to every one of the major tombs and temples of Egypt and got the pictures and read the hieroglyphs and everything like that. You even said you discovered England. Tell people. I about discovered it. England when I was uh, the first time I went to England, I discovered it. I was in the middle of London walking around doing like this, looking around and the Bobby, that's the policeman, he came and he says, What what, what you doing? I said, I'm discovering England. He <laughs> says, You must be deaf. You know what that means crazy in English. And England have always been here. It says, well, I'm doing like Columbus. I just came here. I'm the first. I'm the first of my people to come, so I got to discover it.
3: <laughs>
2: they discover everything that they came to, isn't it? They discover the source of the Nile was the African brought them, through the source of the Nile. Africans there, having a nice bath, naked. Naked. We
1: were bathing very naked because w- what we got to hide? We were naked. But you claim
3: that Africans invented the Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> but the- the fact that they invented the brise as a string for the purpose of keeping the breast from, from jumping up and down. I mean, you know, kids it causes young men to burn when they see that. But the, the thing is, uh, as I was to Dr. Ben, speaking about the European discovery, I thought about going to the moon, that the Europeans have not changed. Up to today, he still operates that way. Wherever he goes, the first he flag. thing he does is plant a flag. When the United States sent men to the moon, they didn't care if there were moon people up there. The first thing they did is put, put that plan. flag. This belonged to us and the Bible. I'm ready to kill
1: for it. Okay, putting aside charges of reversed racism, you guys are chomping at the beliefs of a lot of black folk. I mean, at dinner, you shook up some people when you said that... Uh, Talk about black
2: preachers, yeah, but let me just ask you this. I mean, let's just say this All right. people believe, unfortunately, most black people here believe that the only religion black people ever had was Christianity or Judaism or Islam. They forget that the first known religion was the worship of Pita, Ptah along the Nile. There was no Adam and Eve mentioned any place yet because there was no
1: Judaism. And if there's no Judaism, there's no book of Genesis. But you went so far as to say that the uh, virgin birth, Adam and Eve, Noah, were all repetition and they could read w- the works of- You said they're myths. They're myths. All
2: Stories. religion is myths. Religion is based upon belief. There are people who would bet their lives that I mean, Jesus was born of There are people a virgin. who are dying to go into cemeteries. <laughs> But th- that doesn't make things stop. The way we were taught as if there was no other religion but Judaism, Christianity, or Islam. There re- were religions and our religion way older than Judaism and Christianity and okay, Islam. let me, let me jump that to this. That the Africans okay. did. The, religion of, uh, the worship of Uli Demari, for example, among the Yoruba, is more than 2,000 years older than Christianity. All
1: right, let me get to this because time I see time is creeping up on us. Uh, we were sitting around the dinner table some students and people, and question came to you both. The well, way you sound, you guys may not believe in God or something.
2: I am married to an ex nun uh, ro- an ex-Roman Catholic nun. I drive her to, ch- 35 years we've been married, a few days ago, and I drive her to church on occasion. I'll go in and listen. I'll go to the mosque. I'll go to the Buddhist temple. I'll go to anybody's religion because religion is a belief. Nobody has it. Now, you ask if I am believe in God, you must first explain because I met the guy that robbed my house. Believe in God. He had a big cross on his chest when they caught him down at the precinct. He believed. That didn't stop him from robbing my house. Believing in God don't make you good or bad. The Ku Klux Klan believe in God. The one thing that they said that they have established a religion to protect the name of Jesus. So Read the whole philosophy. Most of the people here in the Bible Belt will cut your throat for being black. Uh, Did the Bible stop them from being racist? No. That don't mean a thing because you believe. You believe and your behavior two different things. And uh, uh, people ask,
1: you believe in God, you don't believe in God. So what that mean? It doesn't mean I won't cut your throat. Okay, but you said earlier that if uh, we start paying black preachers tomorrow morning, the church will close. How many of them come in to do volunteer work?
2: It's a business. There's a salary people get out of it, whether it's Christianity, Judaism, Islam,
1: Buddhism, or what? Christianity so- and religion as we know it is a business? Big business. biggest business
3: is bigger than it You get all kinds of breaks, tax breaks, and all kinds of privileges when you're a minister. A salary is paid. You think the Pope would be there if he didn't get a big salary? He'd get the biggest salary of all. Do
2: you think? No, let's face it. How many ministers you know doing it for free? <laughs> Just tell me.
1: Okay, let's just. This is. black if you don't
2: pay your 10% tithing and see how if you gonna get buried,
1: <laughs> then
2: leave your cards. And right? you may come to the undertaker parlor and say a few words, but not coming to the cemetery. You, you, you sing
1: in the choir all you want, and gonna get married, and see if you don't have to pay. What, what are we to learn from all this? What, what? How are we to change our lives, or how are we to change our lives in the better can it? No, you. I, I am not
2: against anyone believing in a God system. To the contrary, I do believe a in God a God system. system. A system. But what I'm against is that for African people, and by the way, you're Africans, you know, I, you may not know that, but just remember, if you get a rabbit and put it in an oven, and the next day you go in and it has little uh, little ones, you don't call them biscuits. <laughs> and if Africans come to America and got little babies, they're Africans. Okay, I know you don't like that when you look in the mirror because you can't think you're an African. But any, anyhow, I have no objection at all my children. I have a daughter who's a Jehovah Witness. I have. Uh... Does that bother you? No, it don't bother me because I train my children, and I know what they believe and don't believe. And in fact, of her being a Jehovah Witness, when 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 problems strike, it's Big Daddy they come into. I know that and my daughter was trained to be intelligent that you don't pray to stop getting pregnant. You have to do something about that. You gotta, go, you gotta go either to the drugstore or a gynecologist. you pray all you want. If you're having a man, the praying will stop the pregnancy. You understand? But birth control will. Okay, the pill will help. Now, that's the reality. I'm not gonna tell my daughter, you no, believe in God, if you've got a man, pray and, and, and the boy will make you pregnant. Okay,
1: but I can think of a specific example. People who may be physically ill would not go to the doctor. I'm thinking of one particular instance that I know There, right? lady would not go to the doctor because she said she'd rather be in church. She's going to die soon.
2: <laughs> I do not want a minister when I get hit
3: by a car. I want a specialist in bulls. <laughs> well, let, let, let me take you for a moment. Let me take that. Uh, use, use myself for an example. I was bleeding to death. I was going to die. I was losing blood faster than the doctors could give me. And they said, we must operate. And there comes a priest to say something over me, whatever it is, I tell him, I don't need him. I don't need him. I want a doctor. That's right. That's intelligence. He, he's standing in the way of the doctors. They need to work in me. It doesn't mean that he doesn't believe in God. It means that
2: he's intelligent.
3: And this is 1963.
2: Because, because the priests priest want the same doctor. If the priest had an accident, and the doctor comes up and another priest comes up and when he looked and, and he has a, a, a ruptured uh, aorta or something like that you think he's gonna tell the guy, pray man, I need that, and tell the doctor go, he's <coughs> gonna tell the doctor, get me to the hospital. How, when you go to the hospital how many, how many priests, ministers you will see lying up there getting treated? Because they, were, they got sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you, that, it isn't ir- irreligious or godly for me to say I got a broken, I fell down and broke my leg. But and then say, Father, straighten it out. <laughs> you know what the Bible said? I will help those who help themselves. Well, the, the Bible could be used for negative and positive. It's got all kind of negative and positive. It, the whole thing is your interpretation of it. You go to 15 Baptist churches and you get 15 back. Why tell me now, if it's religion, that you got one block 200 feet long and got six Baptist church in there. (laughs) The same Baptist uh, denomination. Tell me, tell me why, if you're a Christian, why you need a Methodist, a Baptist, a a, a Presbyterian, a Catholic, and it's the same Jesus. Why? Money. (laughs) Big business. Everybody want to run their thing. If I get 10% from you, 10% for the next guy, 10% of $70,000 a year is good, good loot. I mean, I could get a few Cadillacs behind that and a nice home and a nice wife with a mink coat and you see some people taking the last dollar and giving to the church and they, like they come and ask me for my dollar.
1: Let me, let me just, because I've been informed that we have about, I guess, less than five minutes, maybe three minutes. We've covered a lot of subjects. We've had a lot of questions. And I guess in just a, maybe a minute summary, each of you, I mean, we hear about this stuff maybe once a month, Black History Month, Mm -hmm. And we go back for the other 11, living our lives, being bombarded with other kinds of information. What can we take from here, and what can we do with it, and how can it help us? I mean, that's a multifaceted question, but if you can, let me start with you, Doc.
3: What I would say is that I I would advise anyone to start reading and researching on their own, because I don't know of any school that educates. I've been trying to find a school that does. And all of them, as far as I find out, all they do is train people. To be a bunch of regurgitators. So I say to my students that you have to go out and take that training that you receive and then make it work for the benefit of yourself and your people and then you show me that you are one who now happen to be an educated individual. So you have to keep reading and it will benefit you in the long run.
1: Is there any value to what we've been doing here for the last hour?
3: Yes, because now... We have brought a tremendous amount of new information, hopefully, to light, and other people will start trying to check us out, and then they, too, will become enlightened. We hope that they do try to prove us wrong.
1: But you probably also offended a lot of folks.
3: Well, look, new knowledge does. If someone tells you that your girlfriend that you love so well is a prostitute, and you've never seen her prostituting, it's shocking. And if you catch her, you really can't believe it. You might even kill the guy for telling you. So I'm not surprised if it hurt. Because when you start to change or, or deal with people's belief pattern that they have held on so daily to, and many have even offered to fight, give up their lives for their belief, only to find that their belief is untruth.
1: Okay, we just have a minute left, and I know that's not a lot of time, but final statement on your part, Dr. Ben.
2: God is truth, they said, and truth is a constant effort of research. There is no limit to truth and one must look constantly to find truth. I've traveled this entire world. I didn't sit one spot and read one book. I went to thousands of libraries over the age. I'm 64, and I've been, from 1938, I have been doing research in the area of African
1: people. Think you've been making any progress, making any difference in people's lives?
2: Uh, progress is a, is a relative thing. It all depends on what you equate equating from what point to where. Okay, we only got 30 seconds left, so. Yes, you. Uh, no, we have made any progress if you look at, at percentage wise. We, and the college campus, we are now professors, let's say, okay. where we got five professors in a thousand students. One time we had no professor in a hundred students. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. The percentage is worse now.
1: Okay, we're out of time, and we want to thank uh, those of you at home and those of here in the studio. If you'll stick around, we'll talk a little bit more but uh, we hope you found something very interesting and stimulating, and I know you've got something to think about. Thank you very much for joining us. Good night.